0: Welcome to the Skill Stack Podcast, a podcast with one aim in mind, to bring you the best ideas, tactics, and information to help you grow your confidence, your value, and your bank balance with every epic. Here is your host, author, public speaker, and world record holder, Ray McLennan. Hello and welcome to the Skill Stack podcast. My name is Aray McLennan and I'm the creator of the and your host and I'm here in the Skill Stack studio with another episode to show you help you show you how to grow your skills which will help you raise your value to yourself, your business and your family. So without any further ado, um let's tell you what this is about. This episode is about making quick changes. Now, if you're driving listening to this or you're unable to take notes, don't worry you will be able to get the important information or the checklist in the show notes so without any further delay here we go as you will have heard me say time and time again over these podcasts small is good small incremental changes of 1% are what you're looking to achieve and if you truly think about it it's the only way actually to do something now some of the first podcast episodes were about making some kind of change and in particular changes around time freedom and money we also covered stress better sleep, exercising more, and so on. Now, I would suggest that we all want better sleep, and we all want less stress, and we all want to be more productive. But the calls I get in the one-to-one meetings that I'm involved with and in the news articles suggest there's a definite gap between what people want and what they say they want and what they actually do. Now, this gap between wanting and doing is usually blamed on discipline. Discipline. We often criticise ourselves quite heavily for failing to follow instructions or to follow simple guidelines. I mean, you know, you just have to look at something like a weight loss programme or an exercise programme and then follow a few Twitter accounts to see how much people actually beat themselves up over this. Many people, you know, they berate themselves and they tell me that change is hard and the older you get and the harder it is to change and so on. It's just, it's simply not true. I don't know if you've ever watched any of these programmes on telly, you know, with the dogs uh, César Milan and there's a few others where there's a really bad dog and the guy comes in to change the dog and what he does is he changes the person and then makes one or two adjustments to the dog and the dog learns like that really, really quick. Well, you know, we're capable of learning that quick as well. It's just all the chatter in our mind that gets gets in the way. So I guess what I'm saying here is that you're not the problem. Your approach to the problem is the problem. This is a system and process flaw, not a personal one. Now, it's true what employers say. People don't work, systems work. People don't fail, systems fail. Michael Gerber has been saying this for years in his seminal book, The E-Myth, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. If you ever want to read anything, if you're thinking of starting a business or even if you are involved in a business, I encourage you to get this book, The E-Myth, Michael Gerber. E stands for Entrepreneurial Myth. and The gist of the book is it says that people are divided into different types you know there are, there are people who are technicians who do and then there's people who are managers who manage in other words you can be a great hairdresser it doesn't mean you're really good at running a hairdressing salon you can be a great chef doesn't mean you should run a restaurant but with the right systems and processes you can absolutely do that now i first came across this over 20 years ago talking about restaurants it was brought to my attention by a group of accountants called ran one r-a-n-o-n-e the Results Accountant Network—that's uh, what RAN stood for, the Results Accountant Network—and there's a guy in there called Rick Payne, and uh, he had basically devised systems and processes. And then there was another guy called Paul Dunn who developed all the marketing and all the and, and all the you know the. The, the paperwork behind the process. And, and they both worked together really, really well. One was really good at putting in systems and process, and the other one was really good at selling them and moving them on and getting people to do them and motivating people. And they, the book, The E-Myth, was really a mindset-changing book, and the suggestions in that book really do work. So in order for you to make changes, you need to adjust your mindset, and it's a lot easier than you think. Now bear in mind that this makes no distinction between starting a behaviour or quitting a behaviour, between good habits or bad habits. And there are certain things that you can apply straight across the board when it comes to changing and making changes. So, for example, three things here. Number one, stop criticising yourself. It's not you, it's the system you use or don't use. Number two is take any challenge that you have and break it down into small steps you know, like eating an elephant one bite at a time, or, you know, how do you you run a marathon one step at a time? And number three is if you do make a mistake, recognise it, own it and learn from it and move on. That's it. And then when you follow a simple system, you're going to get quick wins. And there'll be times when you say to yourself, hey, you know, this really works. That is important. It's important you celebrate these wins as that will reinforce the behaviour and you will want to do more. So, Keep score in your phone, in a book or a journal. You've heard me say before about getting a journal, I'm a big fan of journals, get a journal. Make a note of coincidences and times and steps, any measurement that you have. And when you catch yourself making the small changes necessary, make a note of them. Now, there was a 2012 study published in the British Journal of General Practice that said habits are actions that are triggered automatically in response to contextual cues that have been associated with her performance. Let me read that again. Actions that are triggered automatically in response to contextual cues that have been associated with her performance. For example, when you get into your car, you automatically put on a seatbelt. You don't think about it or why you do it. It's just, you know, you just do it. Your brain likes habits because they're efficient. And when you automate common actions, you free up mental resources for other tasks. Now, I wanted to do 100 push ups and sit ups every day. Did I start off doing that? No. I started off doing 5, then 6, then 10, and 15, and so on. Then stopping after 25, waiting 10 minutes, doing another 25. Now, I can virtually do 100 in one burst. Now, you don 't have to do them all in an hour, you can do them in the morning, you can do them in the afternoon if you 've got to do a hundred a day you 'll do a hundred a day it 's really quite simple If fitness is your thing there 's a great app that you can get that's it 's all about well it 's called convict uh, you know imagine you are uh, a convict imagine you 're in prison and if you 're a convict and you 're in prison you 're pretty much stuck um you know, you're stuck in a small room. It's called CC Tracker, and you can follow all these things. And there's another great app called No Gym, which is a, a white background with a green guy doing a handstand on one hand. And the CC Tracker is a sort of uh, brick background with a guy doing a handstand uh, with one hand as well. So you can make these changes. They're very, very good, and you can track them. But the same with any other form of change, whether it's exercise, whatever it is for you, it's about small steps. Doesn't matter if you're trying to save money, lose weight, cut down on smoking, cut down on drinking, getting better sleep, whatever it is for you, then there's a formula. And the formula is this, real simple. Number one, small steps. Small steps, simple as that. Number two, measure the steps. And number three, celebrate the wins. Now, there's a bit more to it than that and i'll I'll go into that sort of a little bit later and in the skill stack, some of the modules we do go into it in, in greater detail, but that is enough for you to get going. Remember the skill stack is about one percent gains it's not about doing everything a hundred percent better. just take this if you're listening to this and you want to make some changes. just think about those three things: small steps, measure the steps, celebrate the wins so Again, if it's to do with, uh, I don't know, push-ups, sit-ups, going for a walk or whatever it happens to be, small steps. So if you want to walk 10 miles, start off by walking 100 yards. Measure it though, write it down. Today I walked 100 yards, today I walked 200 yards. Today I did 10 press-ups, today I did 50, today I did 60 and so on. And celebrate the wins. You know, actually celebrate. I'm going to give myself a large glass of wine tonight because I did this, or I'm going to, you know, whatever. I'm going to watch that Netflix, but I'm not going to watch it unless I have completed this task. And it's my celebration. I'm going to watch it with popcorn, whatever it is for you, however you celebrate the win. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be a bottle of champagne. Now, humans are, as we all are, obviously listening to this, are pre-programmed to avoid pain and move towards pleasure. And this is one of the reasons why For example, New Year's resolutions don't work very well. They don't usually work. We want to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Um, What we want more is to avoid pain, even if we won't get the pleasure. But we don't know what's actually going to cause pain or pleasure, so we have to rely on what we perceive to be painful or pleasurable. And then, you know, the clock takes over and we focus on now rather than later, and immediate pain or pleasure becomes um, magnified. Now, if for any reason emotion enters the equation, that element gets much more magnified regardless of the type or reason. And then if anything triggers our survival response, everything else goes out the window because we're hardwired to survive. So be careful with that one. Now, most of the time when I talk about making changes, many people respond with the main objection. I don't have the time. Well, guess what? Now you do. Now you do have the time. You might be furloughed and sitting at home you're probably not working or working from home, but the one thing I do know is you definitely now do have the time for example, if you were to commute before your commute is likely to be nothing non-existent. All it might be is the fifteen to twenty steps from your bedroom to your desk or whatever it is for you um you know so you don't you, you have the time that you didn't have before, so now you need to make full sense of this Now you might be listening to this podcast on headphones while doing something else I don't know but I listen while I'm driving or doing something around the house. Lately, I've been walking the dog, cutting the grass, painting a wall, cleaning out the garage, weeding the garden, all opportunities to learn and listen so you can do something similar. You can do it right now. When you're doing any exercises, you can put the headphones on and you can listen to your heart's content while you're doing your exercises. Now, So stop beating yourself up. It's not your fault. This is a process error, not a human one. Take very small steps and measure what you're doing. After all, it's not the mountain that holds you back. It's the pebble in the shoe. And celebrate the wins. Now, some of the best changes are made when three things come together. So three things that must come together to make change happen. And number one is you actually really want to make that change. You are willing so make sure that you do quite often people that want to give up smoking drinking drugs or anything that's regarded as a pleasurable habit but is bad for them most people don't actually want to make the change but you know if you've got to a point where you you know you look in the mirror and you think geez I've put on far too much weight it's about time I lost some of this you know guys especially it seems to go round the belly belly's going to get you Um, you know make sure you want to make the change I definitely do when it comes to Uh, Exercise when it comes to reducing my heart rate, for example, my resting heart rate, I really want to make the change and I'm willing. So, the next thing is number two is you must have the ability to make the change. You can actually do it and you're not physically prevented. So, you must have the ability to do the change. And then, number three is something must make you do it a reminder. So, the three are to be willing and able and reminded. So, for example, Um, I was talking to someone yesterday and asked about this. You know, what changes, habits, changes do you want to make? What things do you want to do? Uh, And I got, well, I want to start making payments towards my pension. Right. Okay. Well, the first thing is, uh, do you actually really want to make payments to pension? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Right. Do you have the ability? Can you do it? Well, um, I don't actually have a pension plan. Okay. Well, you have to get a pension plan. You can go online and get what's called a SIP, S I P P a self-administered personal pension. So you can get a SIP online. You can do it real quickly. You can start now. You can go online, set up a SIP, stick in 50 quid. There you go. Then you decide on the amount, for example, that you want to put towards it. And then you believe that you can easily afford it. So if you're going to put 25 quid a month, you've got to be able to obviously afford it. You have the ability to do it. Then you would want to set up a standing order, or direct debit, to take the money from your account on the same day it gets credited with your wages, salary, or any other regular monies that come in. And then you want to set a reminder to check the limits and the growth since the last time. So there you go, you've got your three things in there. You want to make the change, you have the ability, and then something must make you do it. So you're willing, able, and reminded. So what about losing weight? So I want to eat less, exercise more, as a simple example. Well, Buy less fatty foods. Put a prompt on your phone or notes on your fridge. Weigh yourself regularly. Keep an accurate record. Set a reminder in your calendar or move post-it notes around the house. And celebrate the wins with a non-food reward. Okay, another example. I want to run a marathon. I am motivated to get super fit to raise money and I want people to know about it. Well, if that's the case, tell everyone. Put it on social media. Open a GoFundMe account to take donations. Make yourself accountable online to as many people as you possibly can and make sure those people will be the 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 people that will pull you up or punish you if you don't do it and you'll be rewarded by the amounts that coming in set a reminder on your calendar to check you know every couple of days and then when it comes to running a marathon you can you can easily set out a program you can get other people involved i'll talk a bit more about that later on but you can get other people involved and it's you know it's relatively it's relatively easy and if you're running, then it's good to run with someone else because if you if you want to go for a run at six in the morning, you're the easiest person to talk yourself out of. But if you've got someone else who's going to go with you, a run buddy, then you know, and you know they're going to be at the end of your driveway or at the end of your street at six a.m. or five past six. Then you know that when that's going to motivate you, and it's going to motivate him or her. Now the reverse also works. If people want to donate to your charity run, they want to support whatever charity you're championing. You have to make it easy for them to donate with a simple link that you can send via WhatsApp or text that goes straight through with no fuss. Use things like email responders or text responders to remind your list. Now the main thing is that the more motivated you are to do something, it's much more likely that you will do it. So spend a lot of time on the reason why. Now you can even go so far as to write out a hundred reasons why you want to do something, why you want to achieve that goal. Or why you want to reach that target. Now it's harder, or I should say the harder it is to do something, the more difficult it is to get motivated unless you have real desire. So let's take the marathon example again. Running a marathon is hard. It's pretty bloody hard. It's 26 miles. That is hard. Marathons are nearly always held in April and May because of the weather, Um, and then you have to train through the winter months. You know, you've got to start training like a a year, certainly six months before, And, and training in the winter months is hard, but if you've taken a lot of money, a lot of people are watching you, a lot of people want updates from you, if you have an app that shows how much you've run each day, if you've got a running partner, then your desire or motivation will overcome the toughness of that task. So, something must remind you regularly. Now, that's quite easy with something like marathon running training because you can have a schedule and a training plan. You can have the app. You can bring fellow runners into the group and you can all share each other's progress. You know, you leave your running gear in an accessible place. You put it into the routine for the day. You make sure that it, you know, it happens every day or every other day. But what about stopping doing something? You know, it's all very well to say, well, you know, I want to change, but what if I want to stop something? What if I want to stop a habit, for example? Well, you have to define the habit that you want to stop. So rather than say, I want to stop smoking or I want to stop drinking wine, what you would say to yourself and write down is, I will not buy cigarettes or I will not buy wine. Remove the reasons. If you smoke each time you walk outside or you walk into a pub or whatever, then avoid these actions in these places. Make it harder for yourself to engage in the habit. If you've got wine in the house, Put the wine at the end of the garden or in the attic, certainly out of reach or an annoying place that takes effort to get to. I remember a few years ago I was, I was fed up with sort of watching telly all the time and then the summer months came um, and the kids were young, we put our television in the attic during the summer months, just straight up into the attic, problem solved. You couldn't switch the telly on because it, it wasn't there and it was a major nuisance to get it out. Now we took it down at the end of September and plugged it in and, and it was, you know, refreshing. We didn't use it as much as, as we thought we were going to use, but it was certainly a lot better than we'd been doing before. So, you know, make it easy for yourself. You can do this. You can make the changes. Now, it's not about uh, willpower. It's not about discipline. It's about knowing how the human mind works and playing to its strengths and weaknesses. It's as simple as that. So to recap, there are Effectively, three things that are going to make permanent change. So number one is you really actually want to make the change. You are willing and make sure that you are. Number two is make you have the ability to make the change. You can actually do it. You are not physically prevented. And number three, something must make you do it, a reminder. Oh, and how long does this take? Well, psychiatrists say that you can take or it can take 21, 21 days to create a new habit. Well, that's all very well if you want to do something simple like drink a glass of water every day or floss at night before you go to bed. But ha- harder habits take longer. They can take something like 66 days. Now, where did this come from? Well, the idea can be traced back to uh, Cyber Cybernetics, which is a book published in the 1960s 60s by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, M A L T Z, Psycho Cybernetics. Now, Maltz didn't make this claim, but rather referenced this number as an observable metric in both himself and his patients at the time. He wrote These and many other commonly observed phenomena tend to show that it requires a minimum of 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to gel. Now, it can take anywhere from, I suppose, 18 to 256 days for a person to form a new habit. And it's actually an average of 66 days for a new behaviour to become automatic. There is no one-size-fits-all figure, which is why the time frame's is quite broad. Some habits are easier to form than others, and some people might find it easier to develop new behaviours. Simple as that. There's no right or wrong timeline. The only timeline that matters is the one that works best for you. So, to make a change, you actually really want to have to make it, you're willing, make sure you do. You have the ability and then something must make you do it. There has to be a prompt, something that makes you do it. All right, well, that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. You can, of course, get more information in the show notes that accompany all these episodes. And if you've got any questions, you want to ask me about anything in this podcast or any of the others, you can join The Skill Stack on Facebook or in Twitter at The Skill Stack, or you can email us directly info at the Or if you want to discover the power of accelerated personal growth, you can sign up to the mindset training and strategy modules at theskillstack.com. Once again, thank you for listening. I hope to talk to you again on the next episode, which is episode number 34, which is how to get more done in a day. Thank you. And uh, remember, the greatest investment you're ever going to make is investing in yourself. I've been Ray McLennan. This has been the Skillstack podcast. Thank you once again for listening and goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,